Hello! Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards Podcast for the week of May 18th, 2014. This is episode 231, and I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, or the healthcare marketing firm that puts on this podcast with me today in studio. Jackie. Sorry. Hebbity <laughs> be. Jackie Olson, account <clears throat> manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, principal at Interval. I think we should we should name this the Upspeak podcast. The Why? Upspeak podcast? And we should keep talking like that? Uh-huh. That's like apparently this. Oh, I'm really? Ron Burgundy. Yeah, it's apparently. Who this, put a question mark on the teleprompter? This new. I love that. This I'm Ron new. Burgundy? I've never heard it until like two weeks ago at the forum. And our last guest, Chris Boyer, um, we were talking about like when we speak, because we speak a lot. We're talking to Dan Dunlop, friend of the show who also speaks, about things we need to work on with speaking. And I said, mm-hmm. one of mine is. Not pacing, but I move around a lot, and I need to stand still more. And Chris said one of his is up speak. <laughs> really? And I, I never heard it before, and I'm like, "What's up speak?" And and he did it like that, and it's kind of it kind of conveys a lack of confidence because yes. you turn statements into questions. I I have. <laughs> I like take that. I to am me, Jackie Olson. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like you're 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 kind of. Equivoc- equivocating is that a word to me i've always equated upspeak with um probably a lack of confidence because it feels like maybe you're just reciting points and like kind of every time you get to the end of one of your points that you want to recite back or that you're like rehearsing to the crowd it's like you end it with that and it's like uh, uh? <laughs> like every time you finish your point and it's like because if if you're speaking naturally about something and you're not like just rehearsing or kind of reciting points, mm-hmm. then I, I feel like there's less a tendency to do that kind of upspeak. It's also tied to Valley Girl speak, and I and I read something about it because right after we talked about it, I saw this thing on Dig or somewhere else, um, and it was talking about how this is a it's a bad trend because men are starting to use upspeak, and it's it's associated with nineteen year old Valley girls, and and I don't know if you guys watch the show Girls. I used to, which not is anymore. not set in California, set in New York. But Shoshana is, in my opinion, the most annoying character that's ever been on TV ever. Oh, yeah. She is. She's so annoying, and she talks like that all the time. And oh my god, are we going to go to this? And, blah, blah, blah. and and the the person, the author said, imagine that everybody you ran into talked like Shoshana, except for their your men, the men in your life talk like that. Men? And I thought of that, and I was like, oh my gosh, that would that would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I've, oh, I've never huh. really thought about that. I guess that I way. haven't really. Yeah. Right. I, and I, now I'm upspeak. I've, I've caught a little bit of an up, upspeak tick from a client of ours who, if he listens to the show, will know who he is. <laughs> I won't point him out. But he's always ending with right, right. Oh, you know, I have a tendency to do that, and I have a good friend that also. My husband's caught me on it. I like you, every single sentence you say. You go right. Right. Yep. Chris did that in his presentation, and now I catch myself, you know. So with SEO, you're really trying to drive better search results, right? (laughs) That's complete upspeak. Yeah. It's upspeak with an added twist of right. See, I I do a lot of like, I know, right? Well, that's the thing. And people, that's, I mean, you'll see that like on Facebook all the time or something. I know, right? (laughs) Thanks for making it sound so cool. No, but it's less of like what you, less of like a confirmation and more of like a statement. Yeah, you know, that's and, true. And I think there's a, there's a difference in how it's used. When it's like a confirmation, like in a friendly conversation, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. when it's like your response to something all the time, then it's like, come on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why that caught me today. Upspeak is the word of the day. I'm just trying to avoid it. it. I want to get into that. Can that can be the title of it. That's right. We, got, we have a show title. Upspeak. Upspeak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So from Upspeak to updates. Cool. <laughs> to Upchuck. Uh, <laughs> next week, or actually the week you'll be hearing this, I'm going to be in Charlottesville, Virginia at, at Vishmapur, Virginia Society for Healthcare Marketing and Public Relations. Doing a Joe public presentation the morning of May 22nd. There is a Shushbid webcast that's now available called Going Vertical with Content Marketing. Uh, Also, dates have not been finalized for... Details haven't been finalized, but pretty sure I will be in Florida speaking in Orlando in July and Texas in August. And then Wisconsin in September. And New York in October, I believe. Whoa. I know. It's the it's the magical mystery to it. <clears throat> uh, at the same time, we got a new book coming out. Joe Public 2, The Great Paradigm Shift. <laughs> was that up speak? No, I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, you can learn more about it at thinkinterval.com slash jp2. That book should be hitting newsstands, bookshelves, I guess it would hit, mid-September. <laughs> and at the same time, the book hits, literally, the exact same time. <clears throat> Joe Public Retreat in St. Paul. Can't wait for that. 16th through the 18th, going vertical with content marketing. If you want to know what the retreat's going to be about, listen to the Shushman webcast. And then oh. think about a day-long workshop to really dig in and learn how to do that. Very cool. The amazing results that you will garner from that. Are we all going to take a month vacation after September? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. Then we've got, then we've got October includes Shushman, closely followed by my bachelor party, closely followed by a wedding. Wow, that's right. I suppose you have a bachelor party. Then huh? I'm taking a month off. Are you going to have a yeah. themed wedding? Could be like the red wedding wedding. <laughs> we no, could all actually like, that could yeah. make up artists could slit our throats and we Kanye's could all just a huge be... got fan, so maybe. That'd be great. Yeah. Everybody slit their throat. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, for crying out loud. Now there's an acronym. Well, I've well, never heard anybody G-O-T. call it got, no. but I see it at G O T all the yeah. time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. I'm let's not get, a hater. Let's get to some shiz, huh? Some healthcare marketing shiz to use Jackie's. <laughs> Shizzle? Vernac. Vernacular. Ver- Vernac. Ver- Vernac. <laughs> sure. Um, how about this? This is a story that was sent to us directly from friend of the show, Warren Johnson. Hey, Warren, how are things in central Michigan? Hopefully you're having better weather than we are. Because once again, it's a crap hole. Crap hole <laughs> scenario. I think the clouds rolled in as soon as I came into work. What does that mean? It's literally low in the 30s, high in the 50s, rainy all week in this yeah. crap hole state that we live in. <laughs> And it's April. It's mid-April. But we have more um, lakeshore than... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cold, frozen, horrific lakeshore. It's is it April or is it May? What the hell month is it? It's middle of May. It yeah. is May. Why don't I think it's April? Yeah, it's May. What the hell? Because it feels like April. It That's does feel like April. <laughs> All right. So this is from Warren. This was sent from Warren Johnson. It's an article that was actually published by uh, Cheryl Clark in Health Leaders Media titled, Get Ready for Medicare's Five-Star Hospital Ratings. 
So it's a really interesting story the way it's written um, because she had to do some digging apparently to get the truth out of the government uh, because at first the public affairs official from CMS she talked to said, that's just a rumor. We're not going to make any changes. <laughs> um, but then she pushed and, and found out that, yes, um, they, Medicare intends to apply its five-star rating system to some 4,000 Medicare-eligible acute care facilities and a hospital compare update maybe as early as this, this December. So they give stars already to nursing homes, Medicare health plans with Part B coverage. Ooh, that'd be some great entertaining reading there. <laughs> Medicare Advantage plans, physician group practices, and ACOs. <clears throat> now they're going to take this five-star rating and apply it to hospitals. Uh, she makes a good point here that how are they going to assign the five stars? Like, is it on a curve? So they're just going to carve up 20%, 20%, 20%, and you slot in there. Um, they haven't really announced how they're going to determine how you get stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she makes a great point here about um, one of the ways they measure things better than or worse than. Okay. So, for example, in the latest CMS database update, the agency categorizes hospitals that are, quote, better than and, quote, worse than in 30-day mortality and 30-day readmissions, okay? So if you look at a specific metric like heart attack, 30-day mortality with patients coming in for heart attack, 77 hospitals out of 4,800 listed got a better than the national average, mm-hmm. and only 19 were worse than, okay? So... They say 423 hospitals were not available and 1,748 had too few cases, which leaves of the total 2,300, no, I'm sorry, 2,538 hospitals with average. So you, so of the, of the hospitals you can measure in this metric, 19 were worse than, 77 were best than, and 2,538 were average. I don't think that kind of defies the definition of average, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's a hell of a bell curve. And <laughs> I don't know how helpful that is. Yeah. It's not. I mean, clearly avoid the 19 that are worse than. <laughs> but what about number 20? Right. The, the one that's like next in line is rated the same as the one that's 78th best right. out of 4,000. Right. So right. that's really not helpful. No. Uh, I found that really intriguing. Um, and But then later, <laughs> I think... I have some qualms with this. Um, Weird. Let's see. She interviewed Nancy Foster, Vice President for Quality and Patient Safety Policy for the American Hospital Association. And Ms. Foster recently heard Kate Goodrich, Director of CMS Quality Measurement and Health Assessment Group, talking at a national quality conference about this. And Ms. Foster asked... Ms. Goodrich, you follow me so far from the CMS, mm-hmm. how the agency would handle measures that had very little performance variation because, quote, frankly, when they draw lines between a five-star and a four-star hospital whose difference in performance is minuscule, that just annoys people and I think misleads the public, unquote. And so I think we just heard of an exaggerated example where you've got 99% of the hospitals as average mm-hmm. and the rest are either above or below. But you got to draw lines. That's the whole point of that conversation. Right. If you're saying, well, we could take this big fat chunk in the middle and and make it, you know, slightly below average, average, and slightly above average, 
but then we're having to draw a line and that's going to irk people. No, that's the whole point it's of this. Helpful. Right. You have to draw a line. So I find it ironic that you can't draw a line between a five-star and a four-star hospital because that's going to annoy people. Then what is the point? Yeah. Then why isn't there just a three-star rating or a two-star rating? We all get stars because we're all performing oh, the same. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Isn't that beautiful? It's so helpful. <laughs> Okay. Star for you. Star for you. You get a star. You get a star. <laughs> you get a star. It's my Oprah moment. So any thoughts on that, you guys? Overall, we should back up. What I mean, take a little higher perspective, but any thoughts on that? Nope. <laughs> wow. Just back nothing? this train I don't know. Up. I just, I'm tired of star. Star ratings, I think, have a place when it comes to something like hotels. Or maybe restaurants mm-hmm. where it, in the end, it just doesn't freaking matter, you know, and, and it's really, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can go, you could, you could love food and go to a four star and you're going to get a great meal or you get right, a bad meal, but or you get a bad meal. World, yeah, right. right. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't freaking matter in this in case. Of- yeah. In sense. this case, it does matter. I mean, especially if people are mm-hmm. making decisions based on you know, the star, the star rating when they could have got perfect, perfect care or the best care at a three-star hospital, but wouldn't go there because it was a three-star hospital. Right. It's, I I don't think that, I don't think this industry has a, you know, I don't know. It's already here, obviously it's used and abused in many ways, but it's just like, we need to, I don't know. It needs to go, needs to get, needs to go away. Part of the part of the article actually addresses a little bit of what you're talking about in that CMS hopes to go beyond assigning stars to a hospital, which is just worthless, right? Because you don't go to you don't use a hospital, right? You use a doctor or a right. procedure within a hospital. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And a lot of the the ratings they they average all this crap out, so you could have the worst orthopedic surgeon and the best cardiology surgeon, right. and you get a three star or a four star. But if you're going to that orthopedic surgeon, you're getting a one star or a half star, but you can't right. tell. Right. So yeah. assigning stars to an organization that diverse is just nonsense, mm-hmm. really. So they talk about how they want to go beyond that, which which would be good. Um, but still, even then, even if it's three stars for cardiology, that's still complex. There's still right. multitudes of things that that can, you know, inpatient, outpatient you know, whatever, angioplasty, open heart surgery, mm-hmm. cardiac well, what's the, intervention, blah, this is, blah. This isn't something that should be boiled down to a star rating. I mean, the whole purpose of a star rating is so that you as a, as a, <sighs> as a consumer can make a quick, quick decision yeah. based on, yeah. on stars. Some, on stars. <laughs> exactly. But it's like supposed to be, all right, these star ratings are supposed to be driven by you know, in, in people who are informed, people who have experienced this, in most cases, people who have experienced it. I mean, that's like hotels, restaurants, you know, if you, if, especially if the online star ratings are all user-driven. But these, this isn't an area where you should be making a quick decision on being an uninformed quick decision. This isn't, this isn't a place to do that. Would you say yeah. that if it's done right, though, it's, it can be more about having a quick decision and more about making <clears throat> the decision easier because it's so complex to sort through all the different metrics and that if somehow those metrics could be in a valid way boiled down to stars, that would help somebody go, I I can't figure all this out, but I know that five is better than three, or is that the danger still? 
Probably still. It's hard to yeah. say. I mean, it's it's hard to say. If I mean, if there's one good thing that maybe a star rating would do, it could be to encourage an organization to be better at where they're lacking. <laughs> I don't want to be a two-star hospital or a one-star, so clearly we're doing something wrong. Uh, we need to improve. Uh, you I want to hear something ironic? There's value there, I guess. The people quoted in the article are actually arguing for the opposite. They're saying, whatever you do, don't take away the detail that you're already providing. Don't <clears throat> Don't erase the specifics just to provide stars because it's the specifics they say that are driving hospitals to improve and the stars won't. And I, and I tend to just, I tend to agree with you, Adam, that that sounds logical, right? Like, well, we've got these specific metrics we can improve in, but what do you think is going to drive more angst in a hospital? You've got 10 metrics in one area and you're trying to improve these specifically and you can, you can argue away any of those little individual metrics or whatever, but one star? Yeah. Right. Holy crap, call a meeting, right? I mean, the emotion of a star is going to be yeah. more powerful, I think, than all these yeah, logical, quantitative metrics. Yeah, I think. Because I mean, that's the one thing that everybody, that's where the weight is, can, yeah. can, everybody can make sense of. You mm-hmm. know, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't even matter what's behind that, but it's like when, you, when you're one star, it's like stop the presses. You know, a CEO is calling everyone into the mm-hmm. office and, and we're going to figure this out and we're going to make changes. Right. We and all know st- it's bad. You still want the details behind the stars because it's really hard to know. We got to figure out what to change. Stars. Right, right. So I think that was more their point, but still. All the right, stars well, are the impetus for yeah. whether or not that discussion is going to happen. Because you could have you could have four and there are still areas in which you need to improve right, for but five. We're four. But we're four. What the hell? That's fine. We can coast on that. Yo. Um. Put it in a bigger perspective. I think people who listen to the podcast probably know our, our perspective on ratings and awards that um, they're limited in their value. Um, and to me, you can spend a lot of time talking about this. And it is Medicare, but it's just one of 100 resources for consumers. And until this shakes out more, um, you know, like the the Haney's report, I still think is brilliant that we talked about and had Mike Pauley and others from Haney on the show, mm-hmm. um, Haney's, because it shows that the same metric can be evaluated different ways by different right. organizations. So you may get five-star from Medicare, but if you get three-star from health grades or two-star from wherever or whatever, how do you sort through that? And I think yeah. some people would argue that, well, it's Medicare. They're the ultimate resource. And there are a lot of people who go, it's Medicare. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. They've, right. they've overpaid doctors billions of dollars <laughs> in one year mm-hmm. or whatever. So <laughs> I'm not trusting the government to tell me what's right. 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 So yeah. I, I think it's, you got to take, put it all in context of, uh, I wouldn't get my knickers in a bunch if I were a hospital any more than you already have bunch knickers <laughs> from, <laughs> from all the other stars. things. Knicker buncher. Knicker buncher. <laughs> all right. These stars really bunch up knickers. <laughs> that could be a good These bunch my knickers. Show. That could be a good show title. Oh, Knicker Buncher. Instead of Up Talk, it could be Knicker Buncher. <laughs> okay. Um, this next one, I don't know what to make of it. It's, it's just a little tidbit. Yeah. Consumers top three online sources for health information. I'm, kind of, I'm really holding back because I'm in a... Jack and I both are in some kind of snide moods. <laughs> so... So I'm trying not to like, like the first thing I want to say is 
the story does not provide the top three online sources. It provides the top two and then a grouping of a whole bunch of others. Right. <laughs> so right. it's really not the top three. It's the top two plus however many we don't know. And okay? I haven't read the report, but why the hell is – I would assume that, that Google would be number one in terms of like where you start. You might end up on WebMD or Wikipedia, but I, it, it, I would be shocked if that's where people started searches for topics. Yeah, but it's not a source of information. Though it can be. Like we talked about the um, – What's that called? What's it called? The little box in the corner? <laughs> I'm just curious. What's the little box, what's the uh, box in the corner? The graph. The thing. Uh, uh, Something graph. Open yeah, graph? Some, oh. No, open, no, that's like a meta. Uh, that's a <laughs> standard graph. for meta tags and shit. Pictograph. Yeah, it's a square graph. The hell is it called now? We just talked about it last Mark week graph. or two weeks ago. I thought it was something anyway, graph. It so is you can graph. get content right there on Google. But this is shallow, talking about... Shallow content. This is where you go... To actually get the content, not how you get yeah, to but the content. My point, though, Google's is that, how you get to the content. Right, but my point is that's not where I go. I go to Google. But this doesn't say where you go. This is the top three online sources. Well, okay, I guess. Okay. okay. So, vast majority of American adults look online for health information, according to a survey from healthcare research and marketing firms, McCovey Health and Kelton. The survey of 1,001 adults revealed... That's interesting, 1,001. Mm-hmm. We got 1,000. We got to get one more. <laughs> revealed consumers' top three go-to websites. Okay, here are the top three websites. WebMD, Wikipedia, and advocacy group websites such as American Heart Association and American Cancer Society. Okay, that's a not a website. Others. That's a collection of websites. So that's annoying. So what were you going to say? Me? Yeah. Well, I just said in many others. And this this article is just making any sense. This reliance on online sources reveals consumers who are motivated to take control of their own health and who expect to be able to find answers in real time. This doesn't tell me anything about use mm-hmm. of uh, the web for researching health. It no, only tells that, me once you, if you go there, where you go. Right. It's not telling me how many people go there. Now we already know that well, that's a lot. Of and it doesn't. It's, it doesn't. I mean. I mean, is there a bigger? Is there a larger report behind this? <laughs> it's like one. Paragraph. No, it's like whoever. Makovsky Health is must know somebody at Becker's because this is really not helpful. Substantial. Well, well, it's, well, it, the, it, the one, the only interesting thing. <laughs> come on, people. Okay, what's interesting? <laughs> it's just that of the thousand and one adults, the top three webs. Well, yeah, the bottom doesn't even matter. But WebMD and Wikipedia. I don't know. It's good to know, right? Well, I would have guessed WebMD. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wikipedia is interesting to me. I don't trust Wikipedia at all. I like oh, I going to Wikipedia, Wikipedia for finding like, I'll look at it for as a resource. <clears throat> but would I trust it with like my health? Well, I mean, you can't. I don't it, know. it depends I on how you look at Wikipedia. I mean, Wikipedia, you can't. And I know some people do. You can't look at Wikipedia as the, the truth. As well, <laughs> well, yeah, you can't look at it as you. You have to right. look at it as a collection of resources that has maybe been condensed in some way for you to help you find... Because, I mean, something can't go on Wikipedia unless it's got a citation, unless the information can be shown to come from somewhere. And then it's your job as a reader to go to that source and determine whether or not it's valid and you know, you're vetted and, and you can believe it. So Wikipedia is, and it shouldn't, in my opinion, is not about answers. It's about helping you find answers. Um, oh, see. It's, I live and breathe Wikipedia for answers. Yeah, well, it's not an encyclopedia. It's, right. it's a collection of... 
resources. It is for an you. encyclopedia. It's called no, it's, Wikipedia. It's not supposed to be. Yes, it as, is. No, it's Dude. not. Nothing oh, can go. go. Nothing. Go. No, nothing <laughs> can go on Wikipedia unless it can be. Bow, bow. Unless there's a cited resource for the information. No, that's fine, but it's not just giving you the resources for the information. It's putting the information right on the page for you. I but it gives you the, the value, in my opinion, of Wikipedia well, yes. is there is the citation to the to the source, so that you can find out if or if if that information legit, is believable and trustable. Say that that is not how most people use. Wikipedia. I know it's not, but Most that also use the content that's right there. I, yes, and okay. I I have in cases as well, but that's yeah, not that's not. Um, I mean, the whole structure of Wikipedia is supposed to be. The point is that it can condense stuff, but that that it's there. The references are there, so that you can, See, as just, the reader, be know, the dude. be the person to go. Vet it's not the called Wiki Resource; it's called Wikipedia. It, the <laughs> point of it, the main point, is that it's an encyclopedia that's not just created by Britannica or whoever. It's created by crowdsourcing. But the main point of it is the content well, on the page, not the resource. There's a difference between, unless well, I, haven't, I haven't used a real encyclopedia like Britannica in years, but the, <laughs> there, there's a difference in that I don't think that the encyclopedia Britannica is meant to be, that's, that's it. That's, you're supposed to be able to put trust in it that that information is accurate. You don't have to then go somewhere else to like verify that what they have in there has been vetted. Right. It's supposed to be your end destination for fact, Right. Which yeah. is not supposed to be the intention of okay. Wikipedia. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I, I think don't know. I think how about you're both right? It is true. So because nothing think? can go on there unless it can be cited, unless there's a cited resource that's for the information. That's fine, but I don't think it's... it's in, we're just going back and forth. I just don't think the intent of it, it was developed to be a, a place for... It's not a bibliography. It's not wiki bibliography. It's Wikipedia. <laughs> nope. Nothing can go up there unless it can be cited. I understand that, but that's not why it exists. It, it is why it exists. for the resource... Okay, I, we're just I, I can, disagree. No, well, I've no, I've just I've, no, I've listened to a number of podcasts over the last few years where they've talked about this and debated it and had people on who are the people who vet content for for Wikipedia, and this is those vetters, if for lack of a better word, that's that's what they will just harp on over and over and over and over is that if 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 it can't be cited, it cannot go on there. I understand that that's yeah. true, but that's qualifying the contents on there. It's not the point of the source. It's called the free encyclopedia. That's what it's called. Not the free bibliography, not the free index. It's supposed to provide you... Wow, it's got a new design. It's supposed to provide you content. Yes, it should be sourced. I think that's fine. But the point isn't the sourcing. I think you're smarter than the average bear, Adam, because you don't trust the content and you use the resources to to validate it. I think that's totally fine and appropriate. I just looked at the homepage. I don't know that anyone trusts trusts the content wholeheartedly on Wikipedia, though. Oh, well, you're taught not to. I mean, you're taught like a, not to. But that was like a big no. You're also in taught to like yeah. cross the street with the light, and you're taught to get the light. <laughs> well, right, and you you still cite it. You you would still cite Wikipedia. You would just need to actually like vet the information on it to Adam's point before you, you know, if you were serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think you would. I mean, I, I Wikipedia didn't exist when I was in college, at least to my knowledge. At least it wasn't big. If it did, mm-hmm. um, but my understanding now is that you would probably get. You'd probably get an F on your paper if you actually cited Wikipedia. You'd cite a source a, within Rick, Wikipedia, right? Or you, you wouldn't cite Wikipedia, Wikipedia as a resource. We do. I've I've judged my kids' science fair for like ten years, and Wikipedia at elementary school is a resource. But we we talk about it like if that's your only resource, that's not good. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't you know we're not going to hurt a kid's score if they have Wikipedia and 
and you know some other sources that's okay right but as that's elementary school right mm-hmm. they're not serious about okay this has to be valid research right. or whatever you're learning how to get out yeah. there and use the tools and do right. it the right right way. right right exactly. so once you move into high school and college and once if you are citing wikipedia especially college you're going to be in trouble right um, that was okay. a good that how was a good argument <laughs> now i don't know so what were you oh because that was part of this Oh, it was one of the, it was the second destination. You know, what this doesn't speak to, though, is whether or not people are actually finding answers that they can act on. I mean, that's what really matters. It doesn't matter, you know, yeah, it's good to know if these are the places they're going, but are they getting what they need when they go there? You can do, you can do a great job of, uh, you know, your SEO optimization, uh, your SEO optimization, that's redundant. Your SEO all the time. (laughs) Your SEO to get people to content, but then, you know, you get there and it's just a mess like WebMD, which I believe is kind of a mess of ads and all sorts of other random sidebar crap all over the place. You got to like, your eyes are darting all over the place looking for the content that you came for. Uh, and sometimes I've just, I've found myself leaving sites like that. Cause it's like, I don't know what's here. And there's so much other like commercial crap around it that I don't even know if it's, which one are you talking about now? WebMD. Oh yeah. That I don't even know if, if, if I'm, you know, if this is really a trusted place for this type of information, I'm gonna, I haven't been there in a while. Let me go to WebMD. Well, like when we were searching stuff for our, our son over the last couple of years, um, I was not, I mean, I'd. I don't think I ended up on WebMD that often. Maybe it was because it was a very specialized condition. And Mm -hmm. there's just not a lot. I mean, WebMD is kind of about general stuff for the most part. Um, And this is a very rare condition. And it was just very specific institutional Mm -hmm. websites that we ended up on that had like actual detailed information about what we were dealing with. So... Well, and to your point, if if I'm looking for information on something, I'll just type it into Google search. And if WebMD happens to have what I'm looking for, then I'll go there. But I just don't immediately enter that into my browser and no. start searching on WebMD. No, right. I have sometimes. But yeah, I would almost always start at Google, too. Yeah. Though WebMD mm-hmm. is most likely going to be the top hit for most of the stuff you're looking for. Maybe not what Adam, you had to deal with, but that's more rare than asthma or mm-hmm. migraines or all the stuff. I The one thing I'll say about WebMD is their, their homepage is a nightmare vomiting of content and <laughs> yes. links that yeah. makes me want to like many aspirin. It reminds me of the landing pages for so many quote-unquote health encyclopedias that hospitals pay out the Yes, that's exactly for. what it looks yeah, like. like a health yeah. library or whatever? Just a gazillion links, none of which get clicked. Just a mess of crap. Yeah, it is. It's just bad. And unfortunately, I think a lot of hospitals are doubling down on this kind of approach with their brand journalism where they're creating... In many ways, brand journalism is a it's a a play to replicate WebMD mm-hmm. from your own brand. And unfortunately, some of the brand journalism sites I've seen look like WebMD. Yeah, right. not just trying to replicate the strategy, but the unfortunately. What, the when I Google um, the specific hyper IgM syndrome, WebMD is nowhere to be found. A Wikipedia article is the first um, thing that comes up, but then after that, it's a bunch of other. Uh, some government sites and some other very specific uh, disease-related websites. Hmm. All right. Let's move on from that. I'm worn down by our debate. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> we want to, well, there's, we want to talk we about that one video. More. We have this weird thing. Jackie, you want to introduce Why this? is everything <laughs> I end up bringing to the table weird? Uh, it's not I think weird. it was weird. I think it was. Um, <clears throat> it was weird. It doesn't make it bad. So it's a 
video that went viral for Save the Children, and essentially what it is is they called these models in, un, unbeknownst to them, and they started off by actu- actually asking them to say things or words in a sexy way, and they were words that you would say in a sexy way, and then all of a sudden they'd show them a cue card with a statistic about how many children die in other countries, and it's and it was just once they realized what they were reading, it was... They were sobered, I would say. And so they tried yeah. to read through these cue cards in a sexy way. And it's part of it's kind of funny. It makes you kind of feel awkward, I well, would say. Awkward. What, what was it Leno that did this, did something very similar to this? They would get people like off the street and they would have, they'd pull them in and tell them they're going to be part of a commercial. And they would start pulling, they'd have them read cue cards and they'd pull them, put, up, put them up. And it would start mm-hmm. very benign. You know, it'd be like, oh yeah. So they'd be reading that. But then it would start to, it would get into something very, awkward and the people would just be very very uncomfortable trying to read through it yeah. um which is exactly what this is so i'm not sure if they drew inspiration from leno's thing or maybe leno got it from somewhere else i don't know it it feels to me kind of forced like that's what like my first reaction was why aren't any of them saying what the hell is this this is make any sense why are you making me read this? one guy did right well away. he he kind of did he my like, guess is hell? more than one guy did oh they edited but it they out. edited it out yeah so then to me it feels like it, it, I don't know how to describe it. It felt too, force isn't the right word. It felt like it was Contrived not real. Or, right. Like they were trying to make it seem like this, this, this actually happened. These people acted this way. And, and because of that, some logic things that weren't in there, I'm like, okay, now this just feels contrived. Did you say yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Contrived is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, are you trying really hard to make a point here? And, I think because now I sense how contrived it is, it's lost a little bit of something for me. And it was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which I guess is the point. The point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the point. I, for, yeah, and I think part of it, too, is just watching you know, attractive models just not have their game together, too. You know what I mean? Just kind For some reason, it just, yeah, they just kind of fell apart when it got to that. I don't know. It was just, I found it interesting. It, it was definitely it was, interesting. It's hard to cut it's, through it's, the clutter of the you know the the mess of messages that are out there and this in within nine days had two million yeah three hundred thousand three hundred forty six thousand page uh video views of the video on youtube so that's uh i would really impressive i would really question and maybe this isn't fair but there's so much of a component in this one about making fun of the it's making fun of the models basically I mean, that's how I felt. Like, I felt uncomfortable for them. Like, they're too stupid to figure this out. And they try, like, the one woman that we all laughed at, where she's, like, trying to be diarrhea. sexy, saying diarrhea and pneumonia. pneumonia. <laughs> um, that there's there's as much people looking at it for that that car wreck right. factor as, exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? And and I guess that's the point of a, a video like this, is you, it doesn't matter. It's a car wreck that people still will hopefully get the message. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how many people actually get the message that you're trying to convey when all they're focused on is the car wreck. And you got to see right, right. how stupid these people look or how uncomfortable it is or whatever. Um, I don't know. But it was definitely different. But maybe that's what yeah. I don't like about it. It's like they were trying too hard to be different and it was contrived. And I can't imagine not a single one of them was like, why are you making me read these weird statistics that have nothing to do with sexy? Mm-hmm. Just literally saying that. I mean, I don't think they're all brain-dead idiots. And the one guy, right. all they show is right. him saying, like, what the hell? Right. But that's not the same, you know. So right. I, they could have cut it out. I don't know. but Yeah, I'm sure they did. 
but interesting nonetheless. Whether or not it's successful, I mean, I don't know. But yeah. in terms of a viral video, it's successful. It was the other well, thing that yeah, was weird in, about in terms it of getting was, views yeah. for sure. Yeah. Views. Whether or not people retained the what message. What was the message? Or they donate. What was the message? It was first save the children. What saved the children? You guys know? Like, um, don't look it up. I'm just no, asking I'm you if you gathered uh, it. It's just I think they research various or do, God, I don't know. Do they go to other countries? And, I have a feeling it has to do with sure. children in third world countries. That could be, or is it diseases? Well, it was. It was. Well. That's what I mean. It was a little bit all over the place. It was war, disease, poverty. It was like all these different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it really so act- so a little bit muddled. Which that maybe save the children. It not might be, muddled, but I mean, I actually, they're trying to save the children. I'm not trying to put them down. I'm just saying when you're trying to get people to like, you know, feel sympathy because there's war. Okay, but there's that's also something poverty. to hold on oh, to. There's also Disease. pretty soon you're just like. All right, I found that I did the um, right. the March of Dimes has this walk for babies, um, and I, I I participated in it a couple of years, two years ago. They just had it last year, actually, but a year. The one that was a year ago, not the one that just happened here in the Twin Cities. And there were signs along the way that are supposed to inspire you to be walking and taking part of this. But it was all the signs were saying things like, you know, through this cause, we're going to get rid of all diseases and children and stuff. And it's like, that's what the (laughs) you're going to defy biology. You know, you're going to this is like you're going to introduce alien life to planet Earth. That's going to, you know, I'm like, that's not even there's nothing realistic about that. I just found myself right. being like mad at those signs thinking, and, and I'm like, what kind of uneducated person is going to read that and say, yes, let's get rid of all disease. It's like, that's not possible and probably not even desirable when you, when it comes down to the, you know, <laughs> it's really, probably not. I mean, it's mean to say, but that's kind of how the world works. That's kind of how life on, 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 a, on our planet and probably millions of other planets in throughout the <laughs> The, the galaxies around us. That's how, that's how it works, you know? It, but and, I was, and it's always like, well, where is this money going to, too? I found myself wondering. It's like when you've got such a unfocused initiative, it's like... For every $1,000 you give, uh-huh. one penny goes to diabetes. Yes. And one penny goes to asthma yeah. because we're going to wipe out exactly. every disease on Earth. Yes. So all 1,000 get one yeah, it's penny like, each. So it's like, God, it's like I, I can get behind it. And I'm not saying I'm not behind that. But it's hard to get behind it when you. It's it's easier to get behind something where you know the money is going to like a focused effort. Yeah, and you could see like real results of your mm-hmm. contribution. So I don't know. I just I those things irk me. So this yeah. is kind of uh, that was a similar yeah vibe okay. from this from this video. Mm. One time I'll bring one that you guys like. You've brought several of it that we yeah. liked. No, I, that one was just. I think it was very awkward for me. Hmm. It's like, yeah, it and was, it's also and kind of like point. watching a movie. Like, I have a hard time watching movies like Meet the Parents, where people, where like Ben Stiller Matt just Wright. can't do anything right. And through the whole movie, you're so uncanny. You're like, don't do that. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, me you know, too. and it's like, I can't, I can't, I have a hard time watching that. It's like, just don't, just, just, would you stop? <laughs> I don't find that, I don't find that funny. No. I don't find, like, Dumb and Dumber people love that. I, Really? That one. Oh, say what? Now we shouldn't have opened that door. So. <laughs> I'm not a Ben Stiller fan. I'm not a Meet the Parents fan. Oh, I think they're good. I think when people are just constantly put in stupid, bad, painful situations, it's just you, that's you not my kind of humor. You don't like feeling awkward. No, I mean I that's really not, not great. Let's go feel awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Two hours for well, the other person. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Anywho, Better cut her before off before we yep. digress into TV shows and movies <laughs> yeah, again. Stop! But how, it's always going to go there. Yes, it is. So for the arrogant healthcare marketing bastards podcast, <laughs> this is Chris Bevelo, Jackie Olson, and Adam Meyer. 
talk to you next week. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right?